You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have to be honest, Matt. I generally don't love the schedule for the Bills because as a sideline reporter, a guy who's on the field, we get a lot of generally late December home games, late season home games, December home games, cold weather games. A lot of times the warm weather games are earlier in the season. And then from a competitive standpoint, you're always kind of picking apart, okay, well, that's a little advantage for the other team, things like that. Uh There's some stuff like that. I'm going to be really honest with you. I love this schedule for the Bills. I love the schedule for the fans. I know it's not ideal. get to what I don't like in a minute. But what I love about this schedule is the Bills already have a really tough schedule. They're playing teams. We already knew they're playing all these really hard teams. It could have been a lot more difficult as far as the layout for them. It could have been a lot harder as far as um, when they're playing them. And as far as fans are concerned, no Thanksgiving, no Black Friday, no Christmas Eve or Christmas Day when everybody else is playing on those days, right? I think this is a great schedule for Bills fans. L.A. and Miami in December. Yes, please. The bye week in week 13, you get an extra week to prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs. You get an extra 10. You get 10 days for the Bengals. I think this is a great schedule for the Bills and their fans. Well, this is from our buddy Elena Getzenberg over at ESPN. Did you see this? The Bills are the only team that does not have back-to-back road games in 2023. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's amazing. It's almost like they went through so much last year that this year, let's make sure we give them a schedule that's pretty favorable, like the late bye week. The Bills I are didn't going see to, that, but that's incredible. The Bills are going to love having the late bye week. That was the thing about yes. London we kept talking about. People thought, oh, aren't you going to take the bye week after London? No, they probably wanted as far away from London as possible. And the London thing, I don't know if you just mentioned this because I was looking up Elena's tweet, that they play at home on the begin- before the trip and after the trip. So yep. There's no other additional travel. It's like Buffalo, London, Buffalo, like nice back and forth, pretty seamless there. I think the end of the schedule from a strictly football standpoint is a gauntlet. I think yep. there's a really, really tough stretch there until you get to like New Year's Eve against the Patriots. So that's going to be tricky. But there was a really tough schedule or a really tough stretch at the beginning of the schedule last year, and they were able to navigate themselves through that. So I really just think start strong. You'll be able to get some wins, and you're going to really be in a good position. Yeah, and if you look at those games you're talking about, and by the way, Elena's right. They do have consecutive road games, but they're broken up by the bye week, right? So that's the only time. They have the at Philly bye week at Kansas City. So back-to-back weeks, road games is not happening. Only team in the league. That's a really interesting stat from Elena right there. But if you look at what I like about it is there is opportunity at the beginning of the season. Who knows? Even if you drop the Jets game, which, you know, the Bills can go to New York and win, and if they lose, oh, my God, here's the Jets. But you come home to the Raiders, you go to the Commanders, and you come back home for the Dolphins. Like, those are three winnable games. They can get back on track, and then it's London, and then it's back home against the Giants and at the Patriots. All of those games, very winnable games before you go to um, – before, and then you have Tampa Bay at home, right? But I'm just saying, my point is, early in the season, a lot of opportunity for the Bills to start off on the right foot. Even if things don't go well against the Jets week one, which there's no reason to think they can't anyway – 
I like the fact that they have an opportunity to get ahead of the game through their first seven weeks, which takes you up until I think what the New England game there in week summer seven. Have you seen your, you know, your co-host Joe DiBiase? He posted the betting lines. Did you see those for all of the I games, didn't. the entire slate? I know you were just at your event. Uh, <laughs> no, I did not. But I'm guessing the Bills are favored in everything except at Kansas City or at maybe Kansas City and Philadelphia. Okay, so weird. They're favored in 13 of the 17 games. Okay. But the four games that they are underdogs in are so ridiculously close. First off, they're favored in their first like 10 games of the year. The first time that they are an underdog is on the road against Cincinnati. It okay. is plus one. So okay. plus one on the road yeah. against Cincinnati. Yeah. A couple weeks later at Philly, what do you think that line is? Plus two. Plus one and a half. Okay. Okay. Here's the biggest line at Kansas City. Plus three. Three and a half. Okay. And then there's one other game. Ooh. Can you think? Can you guess what it is? Um, I would have to say be at the Chargers. No, they are favored in the Chargers game by one. It's the last game of the season at Miami. Plus oh, one. At Miami and last game of the year. Okay. Plus one and a half. Now that's a to be determined time game. So there's a lot yep. of factors that could go into that. Maybe, you know, Vegas doesn't think the Bills are playing everybody. Maybe. They just really think Miami is a contender for the division. I think it's a probably a little bit of both. So, I mean, that's the thing. We look at the schedule and we go, oh, my goodness, it is so hard. It is hard. There's some really hard yeah. stretches. The Bills are still favored in 13 of the 17 games they play. And in two of the games that they're not favored, it's a point. So, like, you know, there's a lot of games to be had. There are some weird lines, though. There were a couple of them that Joe pointed out. These are from DraftKings. Like, I was surprised. Against Washington, they're only four-and-a-half-point favorites. That surprised me a little bit. I thought that would be a bigger line. Um, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jags. They're a touchdown favorite at home against the Giants on Sunday Night Football. I guess. And obviously, seems... so people know, these will change as the game gets closer. Oh, as of right sure. now, this is what it's being projected. Yeah, so I, I just think that the things that I like about the schedule, I, I really like the, the no-holiday thing. That, to me, is yeah. incredible. I really like that there's no consecutive back-to-back -back road trips because I yeah. feel like, you know, from us, from our standpoint, that's a lot. I cannot imagine from actually playing on the football field standpoint what that would be like. But I think the best thing about it all is that, like, stretch in the fall of the primetime games that are right in Orchard Park. Like, if you're somebody who likes going to the stadium when the weather is pretty good, then I feel like you're yeah. going to love this schedule because they play two home games after November 19th. Uh, Sunday, December 17th yes. against Dallas, and then New Year's Eve against the Patriots. Like that's and from a competitive standpoint, Dallas ain't looking forward to coming here in December, right? No. I mean, that that's, team? That, yeah. No, no. It, it's just it's, – it's not the schedule that I at all anticipated. Like if you would have asked me when we did the mock schedule last week what yep. I thought it would look like, I would have never come up with this. But I think I like it. I do too, but there are some things I don't like, um, at least particularly one. I do feel for fans who are season ticket holders, especially, you know, we have a lot of out-of-towners that come in, they drive yeah. in their RVs, things like that. One o'clock Sunday home games ain't happening. Yeah. They do not have many one o'clock Sunday home games, and pretty much they're all early in the season. You got one in week two against the Raiders. You got one in week four against the Dolphins. That is it for the rest of the season until the Patriots on New Year's Eve. That's it. The mm -hmm. other games at 1 o'clock, I mean, sorry, the other games at home, well, you have the London game, which is a home game, but here we go. Night game against the Giants on Sunday night, Thursday night against the Buccaneers, Monday night against the Denver Broncos, 425 against the Jets, 425 against the Dallas Cowboys, 
not a good conducive schedule for people who like to have their routines around a Sunday 1 p.m. and like to enjoy some games before watching if you're not going to the games. I think that's the only thing I don't like about this, which is that I feel for the fans who that's part of their routine and it makes it tougher on them to come to Orchard Park for the games or even at home and like, eh, I'd like to be done at four o'clock and watch the other games. I think four o'clock is far and away the worst time to go to a game if you are planning on attending because you still can't really watch the one o'clock games because you're having to deal with getting to the stadium. You don't get home in time to watch the late game. You still get home pretty late, so you're missing dinner. Then you have a late night, and then you've still got to get back to go to work or do whatever you've got to do and wake up on Monday morning. So I do think from the actual fan going to the game experience, you kind of get the short end of the straw there. But look at the games that they're playing. It's a 425 game against the Jets at home. That's a marquee matchup. It's a 425 game against Dallas at home. That's on Fox. That's going to be for on for the entire country to see. Like these are not primetime games, but they're the next th- they're the next thing closest to it. So you've got the one o'clock games and you've got the primetime games. These are the things that are almost primetime games without actually being considered primetime games. And that's what happens when you're a really good team. Can I point out one other thing that I hate about the schedule? This is sure, absolutely my far far and away my most hated thing about the schedule. Mm-hmm. All right, this goes out to my buddy Mark. He is getting married on October eighth. I was a groomsman in the wedding. Ooh. Yep. And I will no longer. Yeah, exactly. And I told him this. I told him when he asked me to be in the wedding, I was like, I will skip legitimately any game except that one. It's like, I can't skip it. But Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Congratulations, Mark. I have to yes. tell you. But I have to ask why he got married on a Sunday in the fall if he's a Bills fan. No, it's, no it's not a Sunday. It's the Saturday. It's the day before. But how are you going to get to London the next day? Oh, you said October 8th. Isn't that that's the London game? Well, I, he's getting married on the 7th. My oh, I see he, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. he's getting okay. he's getting married. All right, Mark. The Sorry, sat- yeah, exactly. He's getting married the Saturday before that. So there's no, but with the London time difference, it's not like yes. you could even like fly in the morning. I'm and sorry try to hear that. It. That does stink. That does stink. I, he's, um, he has been so cool about it. Legitimately. Yeah. Like when I found out the London game a couple of weeks ago, I called him and I was like, listen, I, yeah. I just, I, I'm so sorry, but this is this, and he's been so cool about it, but I feel terrible. So Mark's a trooper. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but shout out Mark. Yeah, congratulations, Mark. It's a it's a tough deal, and uh, too bad Matt. I'll enjoy Matt's company. Matt and I will have a beer for you while we're in London. Okay, how about that? Um, yeah. Let me ask you before we get to the national overall schedule, and you break down the Monday night slate a little bit. What do you think about that Chargers game late in the season, playing on December 23rd? Now that's going to be there's two there's two things. Number one, I love about it. That's what I will love and hate. Okay. Love about it is it's not Christmas Eve mm-hmm. where a lot of teams are playing. I didn't want to play on Christmas Eve, especially on the road. Didn't want to play on Christmas Day, especially on the road, because then we're gone Christmas Eve. That didn't happen. December 23rd, perfect. Get home, even though it's going to be a little later. I'm fine with that. What I hate is, though, find out later, this is a streaming game that people will have to pay for. How will it work here in Buffalo? That's been one of the questions I've been asked, and I'm not sure if you know the answer. I believe a local network will get a chance to bid on it. Now, because this is a little bit of the wild, wild west, I got to double check this, but my guess is that NBC will probably get the game because it's a Peacock streaming situation. So I think locally, and that's, and this is tough because if you're listening to this in like Rochester, that does not count in specifically the Buffalo television market. It has to be on one of the stations, two, four, or seven. It has to be on one of the stations over the air. 
Rochester, that does not apply. So if you're listening to this in Rochester or anywhere else that is outside of the Buffalo television market, you will need to watch, you know, you'll need to get prime to be able to watch the game. So, and that goes for like all of the games that goes for Amazon games. Those will be on channel seven NFL network games. Those go up for bid ESPN games. Those go to ABC. So like if you're in the actual Buffalo market, you kind of benefit from that rule. But if you're outside of it, then you really got to kind of scramble and get creative. So, yeah, I, I think the game will still be on locally. I just don't know the station yet. Last thing before I let you talk about the Monday night slate. I was at an event right before we did this podcast. And the event where I went, Russ, Russ Salvatore was there, the restaurateur in Buffalo. Of course. And I was one of the MCs, And I said... And I, it was right when the schedule was coming out. And I said, the only thing people here care about is when Russ Salvatore's party is going to be in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. So his party he always has this party at the Blue Martini down in Miami the night before they play. But that's the only other thing. Like, if you're looking forward to that party, it's the last week of the year. Now, the good news is you get out of Buffalo to go to Miami. And, you know, it's the last week of the year. And it's a lot warmer down there than cold. But if you're going, if you're looking for Miami, like, it's a, it's a nice traditional place to go for a lot of Bills fans. It's generally early in the season. It does kind of take a little bit of the luster away from that game. However, I will tell you, there could be a lot riding on it, yeah. or it could be even maybe, maybe hopefully a coronation of the Bills winning the division again or something like that. And, you know, Bills fans can celebrate it. So not not the best time. I love the fact they're on New Year's Eve at home at 1 o'clock, though. Gets us home in time for a New Year's Eve celebration and not worrying about it. I have a take. This yeah. is not a football take. Not a New Year's Eve guy at all. Huh? I don't know why. Huh? No, it's all right. I get it. My wife and I, we go to bed sometimes early, but I, I, I'm not much of a New Year's Eve guy, but I will participate if there's something worthy of participating in. I'm a weirdo. I like a, with a lot of weird things. Like but I your think station I, does all the thing downtown and everything. Yeah, we man. do the ball. We do the ball yeah. drop and everything. That's a big night for the station, but I'm usually, they don't let the sports guy take part in that. <laughs> so usually I'm just sitting at home. And for the last couple of years, I just like fall asleep before midnight. I don't know. For some reason, I always get like weirdly like sentimental going into a new year yeah. and not like happy about it. I'm always like, oh, why do I have to leave all of these great memories in the year before another weird one i'm not a big birthday guy either some people oh. love their birthdays for me birthdays are kind of like so actually my birthday is the day after the philly game this year so oh, but 27th the, but that's the bye week too yes it is well that's great actually one thing i always look at is the max's bye. birthday week okay and guess what it's literally the day of the bye week december 3rd is oh, his birthday. Cool. so there's no game and i'm like we can do whatever we can have a party that day I'm going to, I don't know, I can share this. I, I'm not going to say names. I got a message from somebody today on Twitter asking me if I had seen any of the schedule or if there was anything that I could like privately share because right. they were getting married on December 2nd, I believe it was, December 2nd or December 3rd. And I was like, it is your lucky day, buddy. I think you were getting married. <laughs> I think you were getting married during the Buffalo Bills bye week this year. And it is amazing. That shows you how awesome Bills fans are that, He's getting married, and he's thinking about if he's going to miss a Bills game or not. And he probably invited you for letting him know the good news. Hopefully that was the case. <laughs> well, if you know what? I won't be in London that weekend, so I can go to that one at least. There you go. I love the fact they have their bye week. The bye week being late is really nice for Bills fans. It's been nice for the Bills it's themselves. They only have two home games in December. That's good. Um, and the road games are nice warm cities. So I think it does set up for the Bills. Monday night football, um, a really good schedule this year. Thursday night's a little bit different. Teams can play two short weeks on a Thursday night. Matt's going to break down the Monday night schedule and what he likes about it next.